This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. All right, so there's a lot to discuss, a lot to talk about today. Let's just start off with the CEO of Parler and what they ended up writing. As most of you know, Parler is down. Uh, As one idiot on my my Facebook page said, nobody is trying to ban Parler. Yeah, of course they are. And that is exactly what has happened. Now, this was expected. They thought that they had planned for it. They didn't plan good enough. Now, previously, Gab had gone through this. Uh, Gab has had at least 750% traffic increase since all of this went down last week. Uh, Gab is still up sporadically, but it's slow in some spots. The, uh, the trends page is still functioning pretty good. And that's not their social network. That's like their, their Drudge Report type page. So anyway, um, the CEO of Parler, uh, John Madsey, he said, I wanted to send everybody on Parler an update. Now, this was, uh, this was before Parler went down. He had been keeping everybody up to date on what was going on. He had originally said that we were trying to move to different servers before Amazon took us off the Internet. He used to work for Amazon's AWS. And because he used to work with them, he knows the system, he knows the infrastructure there, he trusted it, and he gave them his business. The problem is is that uh, Amazon decided to part ways with him and shut his business down. So now those of us out here who have kind of paid attention to this stuff over the past several years, you know, we were probably looking at this and going, all right, probably not the best decision in the world to put a social media network on Amazon servers when you know that eventually they're going to come for you. Perhaps the CEO of Parler didn't think uh, that his page would be targeted like, or his site would be targeted like the Gab website was. Remember, Gab got deplatformed everywhere. The app got taken out of all of the stores. Their servers were taken down. All of their payment processors stopped working. Uh, they were essentially completely down from the internet for, for some time. Uh, they decided to build their own servers and do it their, themselves. It took them a while to, to do that. And then they started investing very heavily in technology and they've launched some thir- certain things like the Brave browser and uh, they launched a, a commenting tool, Dissenter, which allowed you to comment on things that you were not allowed to comment on anymore because you had been suspended from the account or whatever. The Washington Post is notorious for suspending conservative comment- commenters and, and you were able to comment on Washington Post articles suddenly uh, again. So there's some various things that Gab has done over the years to, to build up. But, you know, as we told people when this was happening to Gab, they were going to come for other people, too. Now, I think there's a lot of people and perhaps the CEO of Parler is guilty of this. There's a lot of people took a step back and said, yeah, but the extremists went to Gab. Well, a lot of these so-called extremists who went to Gab, because at the time it was the only alternative to Facebook and Twitter, 
that was viable really on a large scale a lot of those air quote extremists were people who had never advocated violence never committed an act of violence never done anything even remotely extremist they many of them were flamboyant many of them were certainly controversial aggressive in the way that they engaged with people but they didn't do anything that crossed the line the prime example of that and i saw him post this on parlor before it went down was milo yiannopoulos milo yiannopoulos is about as harmful as as a butterfly the guy is absolutely not harmful in any way shape or form but he will certainly get in your face figuratively um, and engage in spirited debate that's what he will do he's a flamboyantly gay conservative and that is already problematic for the left because there aren't supposed to be any flamboyantly gay conservatives because there's supposed to be a monopoly on that there isn't and he posted um, he posted a picture of him laughing on parlor over the weekend and he said and first they came for milo <laughs> yeah it's true and remember why they went after him they went after him because that actor who was in ghostbusters that actress said something racist and milo kind of commented on how bad the the movie was and he also made a commentary on on how how he felt it was inappropriate for hollywood to typecast her she's a black woman as the stereotypical 1980s black character and he thought that that was actually offensive and he made a commentary on that uh she didn't like it and milo's audience not milo milo's audience responded and some of them got a little too aggressive and said some things they probably shouldn't have said so what they did is they then said milo's responsible for this he sent his audience after her he didn't he never did it was a lie but he was the most popular person on twitter arguably so they had to take him down so they did uh, and he went to other platforms so gab still has this reputation i saw this over the weekend too in the news media because you know people were going to parlor but they knew the parlor was going to come down parlor had said we think we'll be down about a week we'll give you an update on that here in a second um, but a lot of people, uh, you know, when they knew that Parler was going to go down, they went back to Gab. Gab is still around and doing very well, by the way. Well, the news media now, oh, we got to remind you that Gab is an extremist alt-right website. No, they're not. No, they're not. They have a huge left-wing community there on Gab. Huge left-wing community. Now, you have to understand something about Gab and Parler. The whole purpose of Gab and Parler was not to be a place that conservatives gather and liberals don't. The whole point of Gab and Parler was to have a place where conservatives and liberals coexisted and could engage in spirited debate without being censored by the ideology of the platform. That was the whole goal. When you post on Parler, you hit a parlay button. And parlay, of course, is where you have two opposing sides coming together to talk. That's the whole purpose of Parler. And so I'm sure that the CEO of Parler, John Madsey, he looked at this and he goes, I'm different than Gab. All the radicals went to Gab and that's why Gab got deplatformed. But I'm not doing that. I'm actively creating a place for the left and the right to come and talk. And Parler actively recruited liberals 
from other platforms. Especially those who have been deplatformed. This is the, the other part that gets left out of the equation. Anti-war left-wing activists and many feminists who don't buy into the transgender agenda get deplatformed from Facebook and Twitter. And they don't have anywhere to go either. And so Parler and Gab say, you're welcome to come here and engage in that debate. That's all that's happened. There, there exists in, well, I shouldn't say it doesn't exist. I'm sure that there's some message forums and things like that that exist that are 100% conservative and anybody who deviates from that gets banned. But I'm talking about social media and as far as the bigger companies, the bigger websites for social media, Parler and Gab were only designed to be a place for people of all stripes to go and be able to talk without being censored. That was the goal. Uh, and if you read Parler's terms of service, they actually, in their terms of service, bring in YouTube's terms of service for some content. So when Google says, we're going to take Parler out of the App Store, and when Apple says, we're going to take Parler out of the App Store, and the reason we're going to do that is they violate our terms of service when Parler actually has their terms of service built into their terms of service. You've got a real issue. It's one of the reasons that when you have Google or Apple take Parler out, um, you know, Google and Apple, uh, I read the, the messages, or I should say the notations, because Apple actually sent a note to Parler. Google never reached out to Parler and explained to them what the issue was. Google never did. Uh, they posted it online, and uh, the CEO of Parler read it online and then responded to it on Parler. But what they have actively done, and this is why I think breaking up Facebook the antitrust uh, situation with the Department of Justice and also reforming Section 230, there has never been a better example of why those things need to happen than what we've seen over the past week. And Apple actively said that they want Parler to engage in, in a censorship of stuff that's not illegal. Now, if you post on Parler anything that would be considered illegal, they take you down. And it's actually something that Gab has used in their little proxy war against Parler, is that Parler will actually take things down and censor people. Yeah, they, they will. They took down a lot of trolls. A lot of leftist trolls went to Parler and were trying to troll people. They took those accounts down. Um, but if you, if you do anything that is considered an incitement of violence, it's against their terms of service and they will take you down. Now, you've got Apple and you've got Google running around and going, hey, uh, there were people who, who were inciting what happened at the Capitol on Parler. For the record, I'm on Parler and they've got a unified news feed. I didn't see any of it. That doesn't mean it wasn't there. It doesn't mean there weren't some accounts that didn't post it. I'm just saying on the general news feed that everybody runs into, I didn't run into any of that. So if it did happen on the platform, it happened in small little corners of the platform. And if nobody reported it, then they probably didn't know about it. Now, I would like to remind everybody, actual terrorists have accounts on Twitter and Facebook. We've gone over this multiple times. We have seen people on Twitter and Facebook organize violent protests. Those pages aren't removed. This has always been the issue that conservatives have had with all of this. There is an unequal application of the terms of service. It's one of the reasons that social media companies have been sued, and they've lost sometimes, 
because they don't apply their terms of service uniformly. So if you have a, give you a perfect example, when Black Lives Matter South Bend posted a picture of a Black Lives Matter activist slitting the throat of a police officer, it was a painting. When they posted that, people reported it and Facebook said it didn't violate their terms of service. I took that picture, the same exact picture, explained that this was posted on the Black Lives Matter South Bend page and that uh, Facebook says it doesn't violate their terms of service. And I did that, and I basically told everybody, be careful at this Black Lives Matter protest that was going to happen that day. This is several years ago when it was first starting. I got suspended. But they'd already said that that didn't violate the terms of service. So they weren't uniformly applying it. That's always been the issue with Facebook and Twitter. It's never been that they have terms of service and they'll remove content. The problem is they'll only remove some content. So Parler is down now. Now, Parler had originally said that they were going to come back in about a week. So John Madsey, we will likely be down longer than expected. This is not due to software restrictions. We have our software and everyone's data ready to go. Rather, it's that Amazon's, Google's, and Apple's statements to the press about dropping our access has caused most of our other vendors to drop their support for us as well. And most people with enough servers to host us have shut their doors to us. We will update everyone and update the press when we are back online. Okay. So it looks like Parler is going to be down for longer than that week. But they've also filed a lawsuit. We'll talk about that next on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. All right, welcome back to the program. Don't forget, we are live streaming at dlive.tv slash Casey, the host. Please hit that follow button when you're there. Uh, they Because we use political content, they slapped an X tag on us, which means uh, we don't get shown to a lot of people on the front page of DLive anymore. So we have less people that are following us now per day than, than we used to. So if you go to dlive.tv slash Casey, the host, do a couple of things for me. One, hit the follow button, please. And then two, share it wherever you have social media share it with everybody so they can come over they can find it and then they can um they can uh hang out with us on a regular basis all right so let's take a look at twitter's stock shall we uh twitter's stock is down 6.78 percent right now <laughs> twitter's only been profitable for two years and this is not exactly the greatest business decision in the world now, you don't have to have a lot of users, obviously, to make money. And if they build the echo chamber that they want, it's entirely possible that they can still make revenue catering to that echo chamber of leftists on their platform. But uh, down 6.78%, which is worse than it was earlier today. So it continues to drop. And like I said, it's it's just one of those things where it's like not exactly the best business decision in the world. So Parler is down. Parler is going to be down longer than a week. Uh, Parler is also filing a lawsuit against Amazon and asking a federal judge to reinstate Amazon's hosting of Parler so they can stay up while they find a new host or get their own servers. Now, it'll be interesting to see if this ends up happening. We'll get into the antitrust bit that Representative Devin Nunes has pointed out here in just a second. Parler is reportedly asking a federal judge to order Amazon to reinstate the AWS service. That's basically their server hosting, uh, which would allow Parler's platform to still be online and they could still be active on Amazon service until they find a new host and then it wouldn't be down. That's the goal. 
So they're, they're saying that basically this is a breach of contract and it's unlawful business interference. Now, where does that come in? Representative Devin Nunes says there should be a racketeering investigation about big tech targeting parlor. He's got a really good point. Let me explain. Representative Devin Nunes, during an interview on Sunday Morning Futures with host Maria Bartiromo, said that there should be a racketeering investigation regarding the moves by big tech companies against the social media platform Parler. So I don't know where the bleep the Department of Justice is right now, or the FBI, Nunes says. This is clearly a violation of antitrust, civil rights, and RICO statute. I'll get into why in just a second. There should be a racketeering investigation on all the people that coordinated this attack on not only a company, but on all of those like us, like me, like you, Maria. Uh, Devin Nunes was an active parlor users. Now, here's, here's where things get really interesting, folks. Facebook and Twitter and Google and Apple all have very large business contracts with Amazon. Let's remove Google and Apple for just a moment. Let's remove them. We already know that Apple will do anything that China says. So let's just remove them for this for the sake of argument here. Let's focus on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter have multi-million dollar contracts with Amazon. Facebook and Twitter then tell Amazon to take Parler down. Is there a veiled threat of we'll take our business elsewhere if that if that doesn't happen? Could they be leveraging their business interests that they have with Amazon in order to get Amazon to do that? And therefore, Amazon looked at Parler and said, you don't really make us any money, so we'll get rid of you and we'll keep our big breadwinners over here and remove their competition for them. That's the theory. That's the argument. The The two competitors to Parler. Parler was the number one app on Google and the number one app on Apple until they were taken down. So you have the two biggest competitors to Parler telling Amazon, who makes more money with Twitter and Facebook than they do with Parler by a wide margin, telling them, take our competition down and keep our business. And Amazon complied. So now you got Representative Nunes going, yo, this is a racketeering issue. And he might very well have a very good point. I've seen some other lawyers argue that, yeah, there's there's a real argument here for that. So we'll see. Something else that has happened. Uh, Parler's now been hacked. As it was being taken down, its security was left vulnerable. They have been hacked by by a Black Lives Matter group, as well as another group. Uh, They're archiving all of the posts, and it now appears potentially anybody who went through the verification process uh, or uploaded their driver's license or anything else um, may be, again, uh, somewhat, I'm going to use this very loosely, compromised. Now, here's the thing. Your driver's license information is pretty much public, okay? So it's really not, okay, I don't want you to think like some weird thing has happened, but what they're worried about now is that there could be a doxing issue. Uh, that they're going to go around and they're going to start doxing certain people for what they posted on on Parler. There is still a developing story as to to, uh, exactly what data has been captured. The the people are saying that every post, every picture, every upload has been captured. If that's true, it's bad. 
there's conflicting information about whether or not security was compromised by a third party that that pulled their support from parlor or if it was an internal parlor issue we don't know yet okay so that's still developing um, and whoever ultimately is to blame for that is the one that's going to be sued so we'll we'll see how this develops keep an eye on it okay because there has been a data breach at parlor now i want to just offer this i just want to offer this advice to everybody okay stop running around and scrambling to find a new social network to be on stop just take a deep breath sit down in your chair take a deep breath and relax here's a couple of things that we should probably remember social media is ultimately kind of bad and i realize that some people are probably going through withdrawals because they get addicted to this stuff I think you might need to go through a detox here. So instead of running around to all of these social networks and trying to find a place to land and be your new place, relax, wait for the dust to settle before you get back on social media. The only social media you need at this point in time, dlive.tv slash Casey the host. And if you quest, I'll give you a Discord server invite so you can hang out with us on Discord. You don't really need anything else at this point in time, and I would advise you against running to get on these other platforms before the dust settles and you know what actually happened. And ultimately might be healthier and better for you in the long run anyway. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. <laughs> now, Twitter continues to fall. It is now down 6.84%. <laughs> Oh, man. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It really will. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. All right, let's uh, let's pivot a little bit here into some of the other things that are happening. And we will have uh, light COVID updates. Not, not a ton today, but uh, we'll get to that here in about the 4 o'clock hour. I think we'll get to that. Um, I did notice, by the way, too, that uh, 1984 and regular listeners of this show, you know that we've been talking about 1984 and the similarities between 1984 and what we've seen in American society for many years now. Everybody's kind of jumping on that bandwagon. Uh, but we've talked about that for a very long time. 1984 is like a bestseller over the weekend, I guess, like the number one book. <laughs> everybody, everybody sees what's happening. And the funny thing is, is that you've got one side who's like ringing the alarm going, hey, this is bad. This is really, really bad. This is exactly what fascists do. And the other side is going, yeah, you know, we're not fascists, but it's OK because we're doing it. and We're morally superior and everything is great, which is exactly what the fascists thought. So it's it's really interesting to kind of watch this uh, this dichotomy. And again, just for fun, just for giggles on my Facebook page, I have instituted a Twitter compliant commenting policy. And I'm watching leftists on, on my uh, my Facebook page lose their minds over it. They don't like it. Eh, sorry. It's, you know, you, you were running around and running your mouth all last week saying that this was great. This is wonderful. This is what Twitter should do. All right. Well, we'll run that same policy on, on my page and see how you like it. And it is, it has been really funny to watch it. I've only had to ban one person so far, but, uh, and I never ban people on my Facebook page just because they disagree with me. I'd never do that. The only people that have been banned have been bigots, people who have targeted my family, um, and people who just who just troll. They don't actually contribute to the, to the discussion. Nobody is banned on my page because they disagree with me. Uh, but we will go through a, a process, we, I will go through a process on, on Facebook where I will remove any, um, any targeted harassment, any um, uh, 
posts that have a mischaracterization of facts or anything of that, I will remove those. And then if you repeatedly do it, then you'll be banned. If the policy is a-okay for social media to do against conservatives, then it must be okay uh, for me to do it against all of you, right? That's that's the the, the end run around here. It's that it seems like that would be perfectly acceptable, right? But they don't they don't like that. And they they the funny thing is that they see that as hypocritical when they're the ones being hypocritical. I'm just doing. Hey, remember I've said this again many years. They make the rules. When we play by them, they never really like that. They can never play by their own rules. It's something that is consistent with leftists. They set the rules, but then they never comply with their own rules. Oh, oh, by the way, speaking of people who can't comply with their own rules, um, the, where is it? The Lincoln Project, okay? So the Lincoln Project is that group of fake Republicans who are pretending to be Republicans who hate Trump, but they're actually liberal Democrats. Uh, yeah, one of the, one of the founders of Lincoln Project has been accused of grooming and assaulting several young boys. And there's also been a large, uh, was it a, a trafficking ring that was busted in Tampa today too. Interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. But yeah, they have been accused of grooming and assaulting several young boys john weaver co-founder of the never trump republican lincoln project um has been accused of of doing this so we'll see how this all plays out but i think it's weird you know it's i'm not in the whole everybody everybody is a pedophile and there's a secret pedophile ring controlling the world i'm not in that camp but it is interesting to me how frequently you run into people on the left of American politics in Hollywood, outside of Hollywood, what have you. It is pretty interesting how frequently you find pedophiles among their ranks. Now, it's happened to a couple of Republicans too. Don't get me wrong. But the norm is that they tend to be left-wing money pushers or celebrities or sometimes even politicians. It's very... Very strange how many of those pedophiles tend to be on the political left. Um, they said there are some Republicans, too, in the past that have been a part of that, but it is really interesting to see the the staggering amount of them. It's kind of like when the Me Too movement broke open and you saw all of these articles going, oh, man, Republicans are in big trouble now, and it was all liberals who were accused of, of assaulting and harassing these women. It was all liberals. But the early, the early articles and social media posts were like, oh man, any Republican CEO is going to be in big trouble now because remember, Republicans hate women and only treat them as objects. But it really is interesting how this keeps coming up on the political left. So I don't know if John Weaver is guilty. I don't know. Don't know enough about the case. I'm just letting you know. Co-founder for the Never Trump Lincoln Project has been accused of grooming and assaulting multiple young boys. And there is a big trafficking ring that has been busted. It was 70 some odd arrests in Tampa, Florida today. Um, so kudos to law enforcement for that. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. So I've had a lot of people ask me, who am I picking for the college football national championship? Now, what if I were to tell you it doesn't matter who you pick? You've got 25 to 1 odds boost on FanDuel Sportsbook, regardless of which team you want to pick. Now, if you want to bet on Alabama versus Ohio State, download FanDuel Sportsbook because they are giving you, again, new users, an exclusive 25 to 1 odds boost. Now, this means you can bet just $5 on the game and you can win 125 bucks. So bet five on each. There you go. You just you just made money. And <laughs> just like that, what a way to introduce you to FanDuel. You, you spend five bucks, you bet on the game, and you're you're pretty much guaranteed to win. So go go do that. Um, again, this is a a very easy to use app. They've got a whole beginner section, makes it kind of easy. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they do, think of it like fantasy football, but there's money on the line. Yes, you can do straight up bets and things like that as well. But FanDuel Sportsbook, super easy to use. It's the number one sports betting app for a reason in this country. And if you're a more experienced better, uh, they've got a range of betting options. You got player props, futures. Uh, you can even do live betting. So if you see a trend during the game that you like, you can even bet in the middle of a game. Go again, download FanDuel Sportsbook for free, but make sure you use my promo code Casey when you sign up. Again, FanDuel Sportsbook promo code Casey. 21 and over and present in Indiana. New users only. Must wager on designated boost market. Deposit is required. Max bonus $125. You can see full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-9-WITH-IT and get some help. All right, so let's take a look at some of this other stuff. Uh, Pelosi has admitted on 60 Minutes that she she's only running impeachment. They say they got the votes for impeachment, that they're going to move for impeachment here, uh, that she is going to um, that she's going to do the impeachment uh, in order to keep Trump from running for president ever again. Now, again, why are you so scared of this guy? They're genuinely petrified that he is going to run for president again and win. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing this. Nancy Pelosi admitted that in the 60 Minutes interview. Um, for the record, I don't think that he is going to run again. I really don't. Uh, I think that he's going to he's going to put his efforts elsewhere. And there's some rumors that have been floating around for about two years on what that could be. So I, I'm not convinced that Donald Trump is going to run for president again. I'm really not. But I think that he could uh, he could be very influential in the next presidential election if uh, some of the ideas that i'm hearing actually come to fruition but there she is she's in the 60-minute interview yeah this is this is the reason this is the argument for impeachment even though he hasn't done anything illegal and there's actually a timeline that has now come out where it is impossible impossible for any anybody who breached the capitol to have heard the president's speech and made their way to the capitol in time so now perhaps they were listening to it, streaming it, whatever, maybe. But there is some real timeline issues. And also the uh, law enforcement apparatus is also speaking out, particularly about the refusal for more security that kept coming from the Capitol. You know, they kept getting offered more help and they kept turning it down. Even in the middle of the building being breached itself, they still turned down additional help. But we're learning some, some other things too. And I, I posted a... Um, a uh, pretty lengthy post on this with a link on Facebook earlier today 
if you wanted to go take a look at it. Um, look, there's some things that are, you know, it's, it. look, the video that is in the link that I posted, it shows a, a DC police officer, not a Capitol police officer, but a DC police officer, you know, getting knocked to the ground, being dragged, uh, being beaten. And as I've told you before, you know, as we were watching this live, it was, it was strange to watch it because you were clearly watching some elements of the crowd go full riot. You were watching the much larger element of the crowd not go full riot, trying to protect police officers, trying to stop rioters from breaking windows. Um, and those are the things, as I told you the day that this happened, you know, it's all right for you to acknowledge both of those things happen. It is okay for you to say some people lost their minds and began rioting. And you can blame that on bird doggers or, you know, undercover Antifa all you want. None of it excuses the behavior of the crowd. Were there left-wing activists uh, intermixed with that? Yes, we've established that. Were there enough to have swayed the entire crowd to behave the way that they behaved? Probably not. Mob mentality took over. That's all there is to it. People were angry. People uh, feel like they're being they're being shafted out of election results, and they they believe legitimately, and there's a lot of evidence that they were staring down tyranny, uh, and they behaved the way that they behaved. But in the midst of that, you saw a lot of people protecting police officers, helping police officers. There is a video that surfaced over the weekend of the, the Capitol protesters inside the Capitol picking up trash and throwing it away as they were walking around the hallways. They didn't destroy any of the artifacts that were in the hallways. They didn't destroy any of the representatives' offices. There's a, a whole story that also needs to be told about all of that. And I'm not excusing the behavior. What I am doing is I'm pointing out that there are very dis distinct opposite reactions or behaviors that happen at that capital that need to be acknowledged by everybody you have to you have to present the story accurately and the accurate result is a relatively small number of people behave very poorly and breach the capital and some of them did it with violence others didn't but some of them did it with violence and that's not to be condoned to pretend that everybody who was at that rally did they were all violent. They were all terrorists. What is so stupid and so asinine, it honestly, it really doesn't deserve a response, but you have to give one because of the way that things are, are conducted right now. But, you know, it's okay to acknowledge both things are true. That's, that's something that you can do. That's all right. But we also learned about some of the, the tactics on some of those videos where officers are coaxing people to follow them upstairs and things like that. Um, that was actually a, a tactic to get them away from the Senate chambers so that way people could get out. So pretty interesting to read that story. That's at facebook.com slash Casey the host. Got more coming up, 95.3 MNC.